everyone. Welcome to the show. I have updates to share about Donald Trump's legal matters. So in regard to the 14th Amendment trial in Colorado, the defense began to present their case at the end of last week, and let's just say they didn't send their best. Election denier and Trump minion Cash Patel testified on Wednesday. He, on January 6th, was the chief of staff to the acting defense secretary. And he told the judge that Trump authorized 10 to 20,000 National Guard members to assist law enforcement. But, you know, he admitted, oh, it was with traffic, with other issues. But Patel claimed that they didn't send additional troops because the local authorities never requested them. Patel said, quote, absent those requests, we were under the advisement of our legal offices councils that we could not activate the National Guard. That is obviously absurd. Trump was the commander in chief. He was literally the top dog over every military member on January 6th. And as a national security and counterterrorism expert had testified, Trump, quote, would need no request or permission from anyone else. And he pointed out that there are no public records showing that Trump authorized thousands of National Guardsmen. Former Trump communication advisor Katrina Pearson also testified in this trial. She told the court that in a January 4th meeting, Trump said, quote, let's just have 10,000 National Guard and then that way we won't have any problems. Well, during cross-examination in this trial, she was shown a copy of a text message that she had received following that meeting. In it, Trump aide Max Miller wrote to her, quote, just glad we killed the National Guard and a procession. Hmm, sounds like it was discussed and dismissed. So Trump's sycophant and Women for America First chairman, chairwoman, that's uh, a woman named Amy Kremer. You may have heard me mention her before. She testified as well, and she described January 6th as, quote, happy, joyful occasion. Yeah. But when she was shown videos of the mob yelling to, quote, invade the Capitol, Kremer then conceded that, oh, yeah, well, you know, the people who attacked, they weren't really patriotic. But, you know, the rest of them were happy and joyful. Kremer also claimed, quote, on January 6th, we didn't want to overturn the election or overthrow the government. All we wanted was for the evidence to be laid out and heard. I guess she missed those 60 plus lawsuits in which the evidence was laid out and heard and, you know, the multiple recounts and the investigations that took place throughout the country, the ones that Trump paid millions of dollars to pay, to have completed in his name, his own people that turned up nothing. Anyway, election denier and Colorado Republican Party treasurer Tom Bjorklund was also called to testify. He is a conspiracy theorist who claims that Antifa and BLM caused the violence at the Capitol. So the plaintiff's attorneys played video clips for him of Trump's terrorists attacking the Capitol and the police. And they asked him, quote, why would Antifa do that? Why would Antifa break into the Capitol to stop the certification of an election for Joe Biden? So, of course, Bjorklund then came up with another conspiracy to explain his first ridiculous conspiracy theory. He said, quote, because it actually derailed a more intelligent plan. 
there is no getting a, a legitimate logical answer out of these people. Uh, some people can be reasoned with the majority of them. It, they're just cult members. They're just like, I mean, it's trying to, you know, grab on to a, a greasy cat. I mean, it just squirts out of your fingers. <laughs> it just, just like slips out of your hands. So Republican Congressman Ken Buck, he also took the stand on Thursday. This is after he announced he's not running for re-election anymore because of the craziness in his party. But he supposedly went to help keep Trump on the ballot. That's why he said he went to testify. Some of his testimony, though, really hurt Trump's case. Buck told the court, quote, I thought what happened on January 6th was obviously bad. It was a riot in the Capitol building. It was meant to disturb an, a proceeding, and I felt that the parts of the report that I saw described those things. It went beyond that in other areas, and that's where I think the cross-examination in terms of the president's culpability would have been important. So he's saying, oh yeah, you know, the report sounded really bad, but if you could have cross-examined some of these people, you know, it, it would have been helpful, it would have been important. These people were all Trump people. Everyone who testified to the January 6th Select Committee was a Trump person with very few exceptions. Maybe two or three were not. Why did they need to be cross-examined? They were Trump supporters. They were Trump voters. They worked for him. They loved him until he became an insurrectionist. <laughs> so... Anyway, Buck then said that he asked then House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to appoint him to serve on the January 6th Select Committee, and McCarthy said no. Buck said in his testimony, quote, I actually called Kevin McCarthy because of my background as a prosecutor, and I asked Kevin if I could get his permission to seek to serve on that committee because I thought it was important that witnesses were cross-examined and documents were challenged. And Kevin told me that he did not want me serving on that committee and that he did not want anybody else other than uh, any other Republican serving on that committee. The Minnesota 14th Amendment trial also started in the middle of last week, uh, but the state Supreme Court is presiding over that case. If I hear anything new or more or, you know, anything at all on that case, I will let you know. Um, next up is news about Trump's coup case in D.C. As you may have heard, an appeals court temporarily lifted the gag order that was imposed by Judge Tanya Chetkin. They're considering whether or not it violates Trump's First Amendment rights. So we'll see how that shakes out. And then the special counsel has asked Judge Chutkin to bar the media from, the, from televising the trial on his coup plot, his coup case. Uh, primarily, they're saying to protect witnesses from intimidation and harassment. So that is a tough call to make, right? You, you don't want witnesses to back out. You don't want them to refuse to be forthcoming on the witness stand because they fear for their lives or that of their families. But we also need to protect the country and democracy. We, you know, we need to show everyone the truth of what occurred, because without recording that trial, without having the evidence out there and the testimony for everyone to see and hear for themselves, you know what's going to happen. Trump's minions are going to spin everything to his benefit. 
and they're going to continue to lie to his supporters. I mean, that's what they're doing with his New York fraud trial. I see it. I read right-wing publications. They spin everything and make it sound like he is winning that trial. And then I see the comments from his supporters because that's the news bubble they're in. Um, you know, but think of where we are as a nation. Think of what that tells us about how far we've fallen as a country, as a democracy. We can't broadcast a trial involving a former president because his supporters are such rabid, violent terrorists that they might try to kill someone. We really cannot lose sight of that. We have to realize and continue to remind ourselves how abnormal this is. This is America. And this is like a mob boss. Um, and speaking of which, another judge just ordered that the jury for E. Jean Carroll's defamation case will remain anonymous to protect them from Trump's terrorists. So this relates to the second Carroll defamation case. And Judge Lewis Kaplan wrote in his order, quote, in view of Mr. Trump's repeated public statements with respect to the plaintiff and court in this case, as well as in other cases against him, and the extensive media coverage that this case already has received and that is likely to increase once the trial is imminent or underway, the court finds that there is strong reason to believe the jury requires the protections anonymity provides. So good on these judges for recognizing the danger of Trump's stochastic terrorism, um, because it is very real. Anyway, I will let you all know when I hear more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if you can. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.